Here we go. Where'd you get the huddle lanyard? My dad. Because my dad's my dad's uh, still coaching. That's for like the uh, football helmets, right? For the uh, uh, football film. Oh, it's the app gotcha. For film. Yeah, he like he does the D line for um, North Attleboro High School, and then he, oh really? He arranges all of their film because he's like a fucking like defense whiz. How long has he been doing that for? Uh, forever, dude. He was. He definitely coached my friend. He played for North Attleboro. When? My roommate in college. Oh no no no! <laughs> he just started there a couple years ago. Oh okay. He was, he was one of my coaches in high school. Uh, and when I was really young, he actually got Salve their first Super Bowl in the 90s. He was the defensive no coordinator. No way. Yeah. Did he still work at Salve too or no? No, no. He no. did that when I was like really young. That's cool. But we have a ring at my house. It's, no it's way. Sick. It's fucking sweet. That's dope. Yeah. Um, it's everybody popping into the TikTok live right now. We're getting on the podcast. This is, this is Dr. Matt. And uh, he was nice enough to have me on his podcast, the Roadie Strength Podcast, here at our very own Bullfrog Fitness Performance uh, yeah. Center. Cheers, man. You get the bang, I get Cheers. the Celsius. Yeah. Make it happen. We might start slow and then kind of speed up yeah, in the <laughs> how middle. we're talking through this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like 15 minutes in. Do you want to turn the camera angle so, it's, so you can see you a little more? Oh, do you want to hear? Let's get, let me get it like that. Yeah. Like that. That should be all right. All right, cool. There we go. So uh, I, I got it recording now, but we'll uh, we'll officially get this thing started. Cool. Um. And uh, I know that the, the TikTok's live, but I can edit I can edit this in post afterwards. Yeah, if there's anything right. you want to say, <laughs> yeah, like, hey, didn't mean to say that. You can take that out. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Pulling up. Uh, did you get a chance to look at the, the, out, the outline at all? I did. I did? Took a, I took oh, a, sweet. So I took a quick look at it, yeah. Cool. Well, because, like, from the other episodes that I listened to, um, I, like, caught, like, the common, like, the, the coffee ones yep, and, like, stuff yep. like that. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> so you're prepped for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm prepped enough. I'd oh, say. yeah. All right, I'm going to give my little spiel. What's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. We've got a special guest on today, Ross Mags. Uh, do you know Mags? Yeah, Mags. Mags. Yeah. Also known as Ross Rain of the Stone Nobles. What's going on? And full name Ross, you're going to have to help me on this one, Magliaco? Yeah, you got it. That's it. Let's go. Dude, if you get it first try, that's like tough, man. <laughs> right. It's tough. Perfect. Hell yeah. So just a quick background on him. He's the lead singer uh, and guitarist. Rhythm guitarist as well, yeah. Rhythm guitarist of the Stone Nobles, which I saw personally live recently, and you guys absolutely crushed it. Hell yeah, dude. It was such a fun uh, such a fun show to go to. You actually just posted some. I think you, either you posted or reposted something about this the other day. Um, might have been on Instagram about how people are shelling out all this money for uh i think it was morgan morgan wallen or like taylor swift tickets like yes. three dollars and you're like and you can't even see the stage yes. <laughs> you're like yeah. yeah you know what you just just come to a local show you get a better experience and you can like have this lead singer like spit on your, <laughs> on your face right exactly and it's five bucks <laughs> man it's ten bucks so uh that was a great time oh yeah um but so usually i start these podcasts out with the rapid fire questions these are mostly for my benefit, because I think they're interesting, but yep. hopefully the listeners will get a little benefit out of it as well. Um, and I guess we'll introduce uh, Skelly Slater Skelly right here. Skelly Slater, everybody. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, I forget who who named that for me, but I'm like, all right, I'm going with that. Had to be a surfer. He, he, yes. Had to be a surfer. He's rocking the Bullfrog Fit hat. We're recording out of the Bullfrog Fit Studios here. Yeah, he's keeping time, too. Yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> he's keeping us on track. Um, so we got first rapid-fire question. Um, it's favorite coffee shop and this could be anywhere it could be you know where you are here Rhode Island or maybe anywhere you've traveled but uh what's your favorite coffee shop okay favorite coffee shop I instantly I think I think cafeology on Thames because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for a couple of years I lived right at you know on the street next to there and I would walk on the you know, on the way to work you know I would walk to cafeology grab a cold brew or whatever that's awesome uh, I'm f- like the girl who owns cafeology I work with at the Red Parrot uh, so like that's cool. I I got hooked up there a couple times, you know. Dude, every, yeah. Every now and then, if they don't have the register on, they'd be like, "Oh, just take it," you know. They're yeah. re- they're all they're always like really cool and very accommodating, and and uh, you know they got they got good stuff, man. You know, I'm always there. So I love that answer. Nobody shouted out Cafeology yet. I'm surprised. Nobody shouted that out, and they're a good spot. Yeah, they're a, a good spot. It's a great spot. Um, they're one of the first places I saw, um, in Newport that has the uh, affogato. Yes, the the espresso with a little scoop of ice cream in it. Yeah, unreal. Well, because they do those like crazy like Instagram milkshakes. Okay, yeah. So, so they yep. have ice cream. Yeah. Know? So like that was like <laughs> they figured all right, well, let's do that too. 
That's a great spot. It's cool inside there too. It is. They're always like updating. It's very contemporary. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. They're selling like weird like local merch and stuff from like other companies and stuff. Awesome. Like, yeah, I know. It's a cool place. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, next one we got favorite go to breakfast. Now this could be you could choose an, your answer here either kind of what you wake up and you're like this is my go to like perfect breakfast in the morning or maybe a breakfast spot around here. Okay. All right. Go oh, you to, do both if you like. <laughs> go to go to like every day. Gotta be whole eggs. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. off, you know, you, you know it as well as I do. We, yep. we do the carnivore stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, I, I, I try to just have another protein in there too, like yep. whether it be like sausage or bacon or if I have some like leftover steak, I'll nice. do steak and eggs. Um, I know, I know we've been told to do steak and eggs every day, but <laughs> you know, maybe sometimes you can't afford steak and eggs every day, <laughs> but I try and, to. And if you can, it's probably some low level steak. Yeah. You, know? like, I mean, you can get some steak yeah. for cheap or so like it's, it's interchangeable, but it's, yeah. it's, it's eggs and something. And then it's a whole lot of water. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If I had the option to do steak and eggs every day, I a hundred percent would go for it, oh, but it's yeah. tough. It's, it, it can be tricky to hold that to yourself to that standard every day. <laughs> right. Right. If you can buy a shit. Like, I mean. Like, you know how we've been doing it, like, with the farms lately, like, buying from the farm? Yeah. You know, um, that makes it a lot easier. Cause totally. Because you, you have, like, 70 pounds of beef. And yeah. You're like, All right, well, we got to eat this stuff. So, like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know. Too bad they got rid of the freezer down there. They, they had some good stuff. Slate Hill. I know. We've been going to, I think, what is it, uh, Savage Hill Farms? Oh, like nice. Yeah, Burl- yeah. Burl- Connecticut. That was the last one that I did with Zach. Cool, cool. But. um, That's the way to do it. It's awesome. It's like five bucks a pound. Yeah, and you buy you buy it in big stock. Yeah, you get like all different cuts. You get like twenty pounds of ground. You get like ten ribeyes. You get like ten strips. You get so much freaking food that you, like I didn't have to buy meat for like three months, <laughs> and I spent three fifty on like a quarter of a cow. And it was wow, like, it was insane, man! It's insane. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's how you do it, man. Um, and you know it's, you're getting good quality, not nothing like factory farm, but like which is unreal. Right, it's all you know? like farm raised, super fresh, you know, like humane meat. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. That's really cool. It's awesome. Um, my next question, rapid fire. I switched up a little bit for you personally. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what What's your and I, and I know the answer to the the general answer. We, you can say it anyway, but um, maybe give me a, a top two. Okay. So favorite band you're listening to right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what my number one. Yeah. So I I mean my two that I, I always say to people on TikTok and stuff, uh, it's Greta and Ghost. Okay. Greta and Ghost. Um you know, Greta what really I've been I've been listening to religiously for probably five years, you know, a little under five years now. Mm. Um and like ever since I first heard them, like when I heard like their song Black Smoke Rising on their first album like I literally bought my first guitar the next day. Wow. The next day. And like, I, you know, I, I have, you know, their singer Josh to thank for like all of the like vocal practice that I've done. Cause now on TikTok I do a lot of stuff like where I like, I impersonate him and a lot of people have, have come to, you know, um, know me for that. Um, but so I really have them to thank for like a lot of my musical capabilities and like a lot of my drive in music. That's really cool. You know, it's them and then uh, Ghost, who I saw uh, the other night. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with really? Ghost. No, no. They have the one. It's there. All right. They have that one song that's really big on Instagram. Uh, you go down just like Holy Mary, Mariana, <laughs> Mariana. Yeah. Uh, there's, but I, I have, I've been listening to them for a pretty long time as well. And uh, it's really cool to see that they're like, getting this like massive mainstream success now because they're one of the coolest bands in the world. They have like the costumes and they have like a whole lore behind all their music. And, Mm. uh, they, they sing about like really like sinister, uh, but very like literate stuff. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's very like fun, accessible, just badass like rocking music. That's cool. You know, they're just awesome. Where are they out of? Do you know? They're Swedish. Really? Yeah. They were, they started in like 2000, nine i think it was in uh that's cool in sweden and they got big in sweden and they started playing they started getting pretty big in the states in like the mid 2010s and they used to get a lot of crap from uh, the metal community (laughs) because um 
critics used to call them Swedish death metal, but they don't sound like death metal. They sound like like goth Bon Jovi or like uh, okay, okay, satanic yeah. Scooby Doo music, as I call it. Like maybe uh, I could be way off basis, but like kind of like an Ozzy Osbourne type flair to Definitely it. Definitely a lot of like Sabbath type of sound. Like yeah. not like screaming, but like you know, like it has the same alliteration type or like yeah. storytelling as that, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot yeah. of very dark sort yeah, yeah. of storytelling and. Uh, very tongue-in-cheek mm. lyrics, but very melodic, very fun yeah. music. Yeah, you know, and I think they're just a really fun band, and and I I, I draw a lot of inspiration from them too. I, they're, they're they're my other band tattoo. Like oh, Ghost, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, I don't know if you've you've uh, talked about this much on your like TikTok or your followers, but or if you want to talk about it, how you were just in um, uh, Wisconsin, right? Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan. And you and you got pretty close to a lot of the uh, the Greta um, like family and like the fans out there. Yeah, dude, it was freaking awesome. <laughs> I so I walked in because I didn't really know what to expect, but I walked in with my buddy Atlas, who was uh, in one of the other bands that we played with, mm-hmm. and he was nice enough to like drive me around everywhere. He like literally we we got I got off the plane in Detroit and we shot up like a hundred miles north to go to Frankenmuth, where Greta's from. Gotcha. And um. Their, uh, their like team, like you know, their the parents and um, this uh, comedian and radio host that's local to Frankenmuth, Melissa Hager, put on this uh, this big event as like a big pre-release party, um, and there was a bunch of like local fans there. People had like paid to get tickets there. Like, thankfully, I didn't have to. I didn't have to buy a ticket because they had asked me to come, and it was like it was super cool. I walked in, and everybody knew who I was. Like everyone That's was so cool. coming up to me and stuff, and it felt like it was it was super surreal. But I, I got to meet a, uh, some people within their circle and their bloodline. Like uh, there was, um, so their drummer's name is Danny, and so this this girl walked up to me who I recognized. I didn't know why I recognized, but I recognized her face. Mm. And she came up to me and she said, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I uh, I follow you on TikTok. I, I you know I love all your stuff. I think I think your stuff is great." Um, I show my brother your stuff all the time. I'm I'm Josie. I'm Danny's sister. And I was like, <laughs> I forgot where I was for a second. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Dan- Danny. Yeah, sure. And then when I walked away, I looked at, at my buddy Atlas and I was like, she, she was talking about Danny, Danny Wagner. Right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was Josie Wagner. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and so becoming aware of the fact that like these guys know about what I do is like really cool. That's awesome. You know, so it was it was a it was a dope experience. Just to, like even just to be there was yeah. just so cool. And do you um you have potential plans in the future to kind of like like meet up with them again or um I'm I'm certainly gunning for it. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 in loose contact with that that lady that I mentioned, Melissa Hager. She was great. She uh, I you know, I was introduced to her. We had talked for a little bit, and mm. she was like, oh, because uh. Um, the Kiskas, um, their parents uh, couldn't make it for the the hours that I was there. Sure, because uh, sure. they were dealing with some business stuff or whatever. Yeah. But she was like, they really want to meet you. So like, <laughs> if you ever want to, like, if you ever want to come back, like, if you know, if you want to like arrange something. So, Melissa, I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> if you ever hear this, <laughs> right, right. Because uh, I would love to meet. I would love to meet them. I'd love to, any any connection I can have with my, with my favorite band would be uh, so cool. Would be way more than I could ever ask for. So like. That's so dope. It feels good, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, that sounds like you had you guys had an incredible trip out there. Yeah, as far it was, cool, it, was that was that um, essentially your first like out of state like big tour that you guys have done too. But, yeah, essentially, yeah. Because uh, otherwise, we we tend to see playing shows as a thing where it's like okay, so based on how we work, like we mm-hmm. all have day jobs, we all obviously have bills to pay. Yep, you know. Yep. Uh, um, but we want to make this dream come true. Totally. And we're going to do everything we can to make that happen in our way. So yeah, and yeah. I, I say it to people on TikTok Live all the time whenever they ask. Um, we're like, oh, when are you going to come to this day? When are you going to come to this day? I'm like, when we're, when we're able to. <laughs> you know. Uh, ideally, of course, we want to get on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think part of that comes with knowing that you can fill up a room with people who want to listen to your music. Totally. Uh, and so, so Michigan was was the first time we really ever ventured out of New England. Yeah, to, yeah. To play, and it was like, it was all it was so well received. You That's know, awesome. we had like we played two shows in a row, and they were both like rooms full of people who were just just obsessed and really like loved the music and were there to see us and were there to see these other bands, and it was just so dope. That's so cool. Where where do you see? Obviously, Michigan seems to be a hot spot right now for like 
for rock music. Yes. It seems like right, like like rock, like punk, or like metal. Hundred percent. Um, what other places do you does Rhode Island have a have a big community for that right now, or is it growing, or is it? Not, or, I know? don't. All right, so I never like to to drag the Rhode Island music scene. <laughs> no, no, we gotta lift it up. We right, lift it up. Yeah. exactly. Because, <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. Right, because like Rhode Island's a great state. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time. Rhode Island's a great state, but the one thing it doesn't have is the one thing that we need, and that is a big, boistering music scene with bands that make it out of there. Right. Because a lot of the right. times there's a lot of that, like, support local artists. Sure. And everyone kind of like supports AS220, each other. Like, AS220, like, that type of stuff. S- smaller venue stuff, like, local yeah, stuff. Yeah, but in Rhode Island, there's kind of those really small down-low venues, and then there's your big guy venues. Totally. There's, there's really no ladder in between. You, but then you got places like Detroit, and you got places like, you know, uh, Nashville and L.A. Mm, and, and mm. Uh, even, like, Austin, Texas, uh, down south, like, Louisiana and Georgia. Uh, all have really like boistering rock and metal scenes where bands are able, kind of able to climb ladders a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like around here it's a little bit tougher. New York is another good example. Sure. Uh, but I've, but Rhode Island, it, it's it's a little bit tough to climb a ladder that isn't really there. <laughs> you got to build the ladder and right. then climb and it. That's, <laughs> and that's the way we look at it, man. Yeah. We're like, All right, well, we gotta, you know, we want to be those guys, you know. Right. Right. You know. So it's. Uh, but I mean, I I, I love. I I do love playing in Providence because like, yeah. at the end of the day it's, it's where we come from. So Providence, it, even though it's a smaller city, it, which is crazy to me that like it's the third biggest city in New England. But if you think about is it the third or the second, I think Worcester is bigger than Providence. I think Worcester might be bigger, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, because Worcester seems like a small city. I know you never think of Worcester <laughs> yeah. for anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, uh, I forget I forget where I was going with that. But oh. So, so Providence, it's a small city, but it seems like such a cool city for like, especially for your genre, your type of music, because it is that kind of like artsy. Not not that you guys are artsy, but like very like into like um, open to like arts, open yeah. to arts, like music, theater. Compared to other cities, I'm saying like Providence itself is RISD, um, and they have this interesting like keep Providence weird like vibe to it. Yeah, of like the HP Lovecraft like style and totally. stuff like that. So. I feel like a a band like yours, um, and as it has been, is like well received and well re- like um, recepted in like Providence itself, which is cool. Yeah, no, it's 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 nice, and you're right. There's a, there's a really like massive art community. Like, yeah, like I don't know if you're familiar with Talking Heads. Yeah, yeah. Talking Heads uh, went to RISD. Oh shit! And okay. they're like one of the artsiest, like weirdest bands of yeah, all time. Yeah, and like. I just re- I just realized that like a couple of years ago, but like huh. it's like oh damn like so that like there is some there is some lineage to like yeah you know, like the light at the end of the tunnel right, coming right. from Providence you know? right it's, it's awesome no that's but cool it's a good city man yeah any um any uh, places you're looking at like and it doesn't have to be locked in but like places you like you want to go next yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely because I'm always like talking to people that I meet from like TikTok and stuff and um like. Uh, I want to, I want to get out to LA pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking to our buddies who are in a, uh, metal band down in Louisiana. Cool. That are doing really, really well. Um, we want to get down there and play with them. Um, we actually have, uh, one band from Florida coming up to play with us in the fall, which I'll announce. Like, That's awesome. We'll announce like show dates for that later. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple of places already that I'm like, okay, we should go here, we should go here, we should go here, and plan trips for these and that, you know. That's cool. Um, given that we're not, our, you know, we don't already have the opportunity to go on like a, a bigger tour. Sure. You sure. know. But as of right now, I just kind of look at it like, okay, f- figured out the same way that we figured out Michigan, like just right. set up a trip, find a place to stay, you know, whether someone offers for yeah. us to stay at their house or if we have to get an Airbnb, whatever it is. Yep. yep. Just go out and make it happen. You just know? do it. That's it, dude. Did uh? Did you guys fly? Or you drive? We flew, yeah, because yeah. we didn't have to bring a lot of our stuff. That's nice. That's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, that's nice. You know, um, we didn't have to bring like the drum kit or any of our amps. Uh, one of the other bands allowed us to use the drum kit in their amps, mm. and so we just brought our guitars and our effect pedals, and then Brody brought his cymbals and his snare drum, and then we were good. We were just able to fly. Totally, which make it a lot easy, a lot easier for us. You know, I guess the, I guess there probably is a way to bring all the stuff if you fly still right but like there is it's just it's just real expensive (laughs) yeah it becomes a huge pain at that point i just rather drive yeah and you get on the drive would be kind of fun but at the same time super like it's just drawn out it's just a long drive that's all it is you know 
That's cool. But I'm always down to, to, to make the haul no matter how we got to do it, you know. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Um, we're going to – we're going to loop back for a second. We'll go into the rapid-fire questions. Okay. Let's actually even see. Um, do you want to see check see if anybody uh, yeah, asked any questions on. on here? Let's see what's going on. I think people are just so, hanging out. I think we might have a little connection thing. I forgot my AirPods and coworkers. Oh, people are just uh, – oh, mustache daddies. Mustache. <laughs> oh, everyone's asking about what podcast. This is the Roadie Strength podcast. Roadie Strength. With my man, Matt Sweeney. So we're reading off comments um, for the podcast listeners when I release this on the uh, TikTok feed here. That's right. So I'm just I'm – pl- I'm plugging Matt, so, and plus so you guys can see this live and all this stuff. You know, um, <laughs> we're just uh, – we're just – Putting, putting it wherever we can. Uh, speaking of, this will be a nice transition to my next uh, question. Favorite uh, recent podcast you listen to do? <laughs> Ooh, okay. I gotta. So I hate. So I hate to sound basic when I say Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's all right. Because he's the number one podcast for a reason. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's it's great. He kind of has he has a flavor for everybody. Yeah, you know, he yeah. interviews a lot of really cool people. Uh, and some of which are like my idols, like James Hetfield, the singer of Metallica. That was cool. He has yeah. an old episode with him. He has one with uh, Josh Homme, the singer of Queens of the Stone Age, who's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite guys in rock music. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he just did one with Zach Bryan, who I love. That's cool. Yeah, that guy's interesting. Like, Zach Bryan's a fucking cool dude. Huh? He's just like everything he says is poetry. Yeah, everything that comes out of his mouth is poetry. It's insane. But like, um. Uh, that there's one that I listen to that's kind of uh, kind of goofy. Okay. And uh, it's 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 kind of like a way to humble myself. It's called Your Favorite Band Sucks. <laughs> it's a different podcast. Yes, and it's a it's a it's a pretty big podcast in like the the music community as far as I'm concerned. They're they're pretty big, but um, they basically just do entire episodes about massive bands that they don't get the hype on and they just like tear them apart <laughs> r- relentlessly it's like devil's advocate almost for like a, for a massive band like well it, they're great for this but they actually suck for this exactly <laughs> yeah and so they do that for um like some of my favorite bands like they have one from metallica and i'm sure, like how could sure. you possibly think metallica sucks they have like a three-part metallica sucks series no way. they go for like three hours about metallica right <laughs> But, and I'm sure these guys are probably fans of these bands too. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, I, but they just want to like critique them and be like, "Hey, these here's some here's yeah. some holes that we can poke into it." Yeah, right. and like, it's <laughs> and it's funny, but it, it's a kind of a cool way to um, be able to like acknowledge your favorite bands for their for their you know the things that people herald them for mm-hmm. and for their shortcomings. You know, being able to kind of just love them no matter no matter what you know what people think about them so it's kind of it's kind of, it's kind of fun to listen yeah to, you know? yeah and just get a different perspective it gives too. you a lot of perspective that's really cool yeah i I like that a lot yeah um one of the, one of the uh back on joe rogan for a second uh one of the podcasts i was gonna do with him or two of them that were really good they were music really he has a lot of really good musicians on there uh-huh. um the guy from the chili peppers or was it the chili peppers or the foo fighters oh uh um anthony kiedis th- oh yes did you listen to that one yeah that one was really good yeah um Rick Rubin, did you listen to that one? Oh my god, I got I Dude, got that was insane. Clips out of that one. I didn't yeah. listen to the full one yet, but that that one was insane. He's uh, a really like cool guy to listen to, like to listen to too. Yeah, he has so much crazy insight. Right, you know, right. He's just worked with all of these insanely massive bands. So I didn't really get, and maybe you can like uh, give perspective on this, like what his role was for like producing. Like what? Like is he just like a creative piece for? Because he he's worked with like. Jay Z, like I think the Beatles, like like massive, massive. Yeah. I, mean, I hope I don't misquoting any of these, but like massive bands and artists. And oh like, yeah, yeah. The System of a Down, and yeah. Metallica, <laughs> and like yeah. so many of these massive bands. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't think he's the producer. Like he's yeah. the guy doing the mixing. Right, right. But I, I'm, I'm like you said. I think he's kind of like like an extra creative mind, just creative genius that type. works all of the all of the nuance. In, into songs properly and, and, and kind of pulls songs and albums together with bands yeah. uh, and offers like another take on it that like turns it into what it is. Like there was one he was talking about with um um System of a Down. Okay. Um and their biggest song is called Chop Suey. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, you know Chop Suey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know Chop Suey. And uh, you know the part where he says, um, "You know, Father, into your hands yeah. I commend my spirit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was. Ta- I think he was talking about Andre Rogan, where he was like, 
we didn't really know what to put there. So I just told them like open up a book near you and to a random page and put your finger down. Yeah. And the nearest book that they had was the Bible. (laughs) And so I said, father into your hands, I commend my spirit. Why have you forsaken me? And it, and it, out of context, you're like, oh, it doesn't make any sense with the song. Yeah. But they put it into the song, and all of a sudden, it's the best part of the song. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, that's the type of shit that, right. that Rick Rubin's doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's a creative genius. It's a mad scientist. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and he looks like one, too. He does. He does. No, that's cool. But, yeah, I think that that's that's about, like, the extent, as far as I know. Do you guys kind of draw a parallel here? I'm skipping ahead. Um, as far as uh, songwriting, like music writing, do you guys have anything that like gets you in like the creative mood or like um, like what's your process look like for like songwriting, like practice stuff like that? So it it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> all right, that's fair. It's kind of all over the place, but it we've we've learned to hone it in and kind of make it work where. Before Lance came into the band in 2000, like middle of 2020, mm-hmm. I was basically doing all of the songwriting and I would I would get some help from my bandmates and then, um, like, you know, Brody and then my old bassist. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Lance gets into the band and I find out very quickly, I say this on TikTok all the time too, Lance is the best songwriter in the world <laughs> that nobody knows about yet. Yeah, it's it's um it's well some people know right now well, now now people now some people know some people definitely know now because I, I I talk about it all the time because like I can't even take credit for some of the things that I'm singing because like because Lance pulls together these fantastic songs and if people are like oh you you wrote this song so well I'm like Lance no Lance wrote the song so well <laughs> yeah. you know um like like uh come on Sadie yep was written yep. entirely by Lance mm-hmm. um uh the writer. Mm-hmm. was written um like lyric wise entirely by Lance. I did I did a lot with like the melodies. Sure. But I mean the riffing, the lyrics, the guitar solo obviously uh all brought together by Lance and, and um it's kind of cool how both of our songwriting styles have learned to mesh cuz lately we've been we've been on like a 50-50 split now where it's like it used to kind of be like I would have a full song and show the guys and then we work on it or he would have a full song and show the guys we work on it. Uh, but over time, we kind of figure out like, ooh, I like I have a chorus. I have mm. a really cool chorus. Mm. And then Lance is like, all right, let me write, let me write a verse around that. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me write this bridge around it. Or I'll start with like a a, a riff that's been stuck in my head, and it'll become like the bridge riff of a song. Mm. And then we'll kind of build around that until we have this like two headed monster song nice, that nice. mixes both of our things. Cause like the way that I tend to write songs is I usually use lived experience Yep. Uh, in my, in my lyric writing mm-hmm. at least where like, you know, something happens to me and I try to give this really, you know, unique, you want nuanced take about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I try to, I try to convolute it a little bit so you can't pick it up on the first try, but you, right. but, you know, you, you, you kind of figure it out as you go along. Uh, Lance, and this is why I say I speak so highly of his songwriting, can sit down and f- completely fabricate a fake story. <laughs> a fake story. And then he'll sit there in silence for 15 minutes, and then he'll pop up and then show you one of the best songs you've ever heard. Oh it's fucking, It's insane. That's and, so awesome. And so obviously he does like writing from his – lived experience too but mm-hmm. he also has this uh aura like storytelling of, or, right this yeah. like like fictional almost like uh sense of storytelling mm. uh mixed with my very um very deliberate and, and like kind of like uh real world yeah, writing yeah. i guess and and when they come together we figure we, we've kind of figured out a way to make it work that's so cool. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun whenever we pull something together and we're like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know. So you guys, so you're going to band practice tonight. Yes. So what, so are you guys going to be like, like I guess each band practice is probably different, but like what, what will you guys be doing tonight, for example? So tonight, since we have shows on Thursday and Friday. Gotcha. Thursday is going to be a little bit more of a warm-up show because we picked it up kind of last minute. 
mm-hmm. uh, and it's really tough to promote two shows in the same city back to back. Yeah, saying? yeah. I mean, it can be done, but yeah, yeah it's tough. Yeah, right. it's tough. But to like ask everybody in the scene to come to two shows in a row for the same band to see the same exact show, yeah, is like eh. you know. So like, right. we're, we're we're kind of. Like, we're talking about it, obviously, but we're kind of talking more about this one on Friday because we've been planning it for a really long time. Which, which one's on Friday? Uh, that is going to be at Fet Music Hall. Cool. And we're calling it Death of an Outlaw. It's this, like, uh, this thing we want to eventually, like, you know, blow up and turn into this huge, I guess, I don't even know if I'd call it a festival, but um, of, of, like, guitar-based music, whether it be, mm. like, country western, outlaw country, um, heavy metal, you know, rock and roll music, and kind of that whole span and that's why yeah. like I, like lately i've been i've been calling myself on on social media the uh the heavy metal space cowboy nice you know and that's like a kind of that's kind of like how the how the vibe is going to be for that for that whole that whole night like i just i just bought these like ridiculous like expensive freaking cowboy boots that came in the mail nice oh. cowboy boots are expensive uh, yeah they're very expensive yeah they're like i i don't even a couple hundred bucks right yeah it was like, yeah it was like 200 something yeah like, yeah and that's probably on the cheaper end it was. There was yeah. like a bunch of like insane. Yeah. I mean, but these things were great and they were exactly what I was oh, looking dude. for. So if you wear those, that'll be so badass. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm definitely gonna like for every show ever now because I love them. It's so funny where I was in um, Arizona recently and there was a there was a, like a cowboy boot store that only sold cowboy boots and I walk in there I'm like oh let me go check it out I'm like man I probably will never wear these or like very wear them like very very infrequently I'm like I just can't. Like as a tourist item, like buy a pair of cowboy boots. But for you, that's perfect. Well, right, <laughs> that's Exa- awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Like now, I know exactly what I, is going to be on my feet for the rest of time on stage. Dude, sick. You know, like, that's awesome. Th- those will those will make it all the way to Madison Square Garden one day. You Let's know? go. <laughs> like, Let's go. Yeah, that's great. Are are there many uh, like rock and roll guys wearing cowboy boots right now? I feel like no. I there's like. I mean, that I've seen, there's a few. There's a few, yeah. There's yeah. a few. Someone was actually saying on my live stream last night, because I was talking a little bit about the cowboy boots and stuff, <laughs> um, about um, how cowboy boots are rock and roll. Dude. And, like, because c- it's just a, it's a very cool, uh, kind of meticulous, but at the same time, like, very badass look, you know. And, right, and, right. And they're versatile. And you can – there's there's nine million different types of cowboy <sighs> boots. and, and Every – and it seems like every boot out there is like has its own unique style to it. Right. You know? It's its own it's got its own little mind of its own. And, yeah. And um I think that's really uh cool for like the type of style that that a band can go for. Yes. You yes. Know? Especially if they're a little bit on the flashier side. Cuz cuz you guys part of your well correct me if I'm wrong but part of your like show is like like the way you guys are like presenting yourselves like from like attire but also like what you're doing on stage. Definitely. That's a big part of the performance piece of it. Absolutely. We we try to focus on the live show itself mm. as much as the music because you yeah. you want to you want to sound great and then you, and then almost just as important you want to look great. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and you you want to be at least I do want to be this this you know frothing alien monster. <laughs> from a different dimension that everyone watches and is like, what the, f- who, who is this person? Is this a human being? What is this person? You know, yeah. it's almost like we like get into character, you know, when we get on, when we get on stage, it's almost like it's a different guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, but like, that's a, that's a really good observation is that like, we, we try to set a big focus on the live show itself because that's kind of, I feel like that's what sets, sets you apart from a lot of different acts. There was a I forget the uh, the uh, country star name. There was a guy who played at Gillette maybe a month or two ago. Who is a, is a really big name, but um, it was a uh, uh, Luke Combs. Do you know what I'm about to say right now? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, so I I have a friend who actually lives in Foxborough. So we were hanging out for the day, and um, he had some friends at the tailgate. So we just went and hung out with people at the tailgate. We didn't go to the show, um, but uh, everyone was talking about like, oh yeah yeah blah blah blah. Like can't wait to see Luke Combs. Love his music. I think it was Luke Combs. I hope I'm not wrong on that. Uh, and they're like, yeah. But uh, I didn't want to get the second day ticket because, I mean, feel like one day is enough. He pretty much just stands on stage and plays guitar. He doesn't really do much more than that. It's yeah. like he doesn't have much of, like, a performance aspect. Right. It was kind of like, I guess, one of the critiques of, like, obviously it would be a great show. But, uh, well, yeah, but that was he, one of the drawbacks. Yeah, because yeah. he, he sounds great. But that yeah. that, that happens sometimes mm. uh, in 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 country. Yeah. Uh yeah. like I saw 
me and Zach went to go see Chris Stapleton. Sure, sure. I could see that being yeah, similar. And yeah, he, and he sounded perfect. He sounded oh, for sure. so yeah. good. And the stage set. Was, I love Chris Stapleton. He's great. Yeah, man. and um, and the stage set was so beautiful. It looked like the Grand Ole Opry. It was like that's cool. Yeah, it was like it, it was like Xfinity Center. Uh, but like we were up pretty close because you know like Zach's always like, oh, we're buying the next tickets. Let's go. We're buying the expensive tickets. <laughs> Shout uh, out Zach. <laughs> yeah. For those of you guys wondering, Zach is uh, Zach is the GM of this of this fine establishment and and <laughs> one of our uh, very good friends, the bodybuilder that I always refer to in my live streams. He's probably upstairs doing uh, Tom Platt squats right now. Probably. If I already guessed. Uh, I saw him on the way in, so he's he's definitely up there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, but I couldn't help but notice the whole mm. time he kind of was. You know, stoic and and right on the mic, and his and you know his talents mm. and the style of music he's playing kind of allow him to do that. Yes, same thing yes. with like guys like Luke Combs. You know, yeah, so I can never really judge them for that. No, but, no. But at the same time, like I'm the kind of guy who wants to go and see the A performance, the frothing alien monster yeah. from another dimension. <laughs> That's why I like yeah. Ghost because Ghost. They have the fire and the smoke, and and uh, Tobias Forge, the lead singer, he plays a character named Papa Emeritus. Yeah, and he uh, every uh, album or so, uh, they kill one Papa Emeritus, and then like another Papa Emeritus, <laughs> uh, you know, converges and, and becomes the the new king of the of the um, of of the you know the clergy. The world. Yeah, okay, like okay. The, the clergy. There's this like you know occult thing that they huh. do and. Uh, they do like short films on YouTube. Oh wow! Uh, and where like they have like their you know their leaders like Sister Imperador and Papa Nil, and they like and they basically tell them like oh you need to be you, know, you need to be slutty or you need more Gar- you need more <laughs> Grammys you need more like you need more human beings <laughs> and like it's cool and they have this this like crazy storyline and then when they go on stage they're all wearing masks you don't know who anybody on stage is mm. except for obviously Tobias Forge but like if he's wearing the mask. I don't even think that he responds to Tobias. Sure. Like he's he's insane. And and, yeah. and he's a wonderful singer with wonderful songs and they and they're they're dancing and there's costume changes and he comes out in like a pope outfit for part of it and they do this like all the it's it's just a there's a big cathedral on stage and like there's like stained glass and during one of wow. their songs, uh, Mummy Dust, they uh they fire off cannons and then dollar bills <laughs> fall from the sky and then when you pick one up it's a 666 dollar bill <laughs> and on the face of the of the bill is papa like this that's too, that's like every such attention to detail on every piece of the performance Everything. is unreal yeah Everything yeah is. it's like a broadway show it is it's like the pinnacle of performance <laughs> to me it's like the yeah. best, best performance I've that's ever seen. really cool i feel like that's what you need to do i mean obviously like not taking away from chris tableton because they have their own style but like I don't know for a live show like it's a performance. Why not? If you, <laughs> you, know, if you have like, the money, well. right? Yeah, yeah. You, you got the money. You got the epic songs. Let's just go all the way. You know. So uh, another piece of that, which might be something, um, could be true or not, but I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> um, so guys like Luke Combs, Chris Stapleton, obviously not the pinnacle of what you would think of as far as fitness goes. Right. <laughs> so like, in order to be jumping around the stage like going crazy, like you have to have like some level of like you know health and fitness like being able to because obviously like it's a workout yeah. <laughs> like if you're up the stage for that long yeah. so that could be part of the reason where they're like okay let's let's choose to do like this more of this style or maybe maybe it has nothing to do with it but yeah i think it there is definitely something to be said about that <laughs> yeah especially i mean because you see me in here all the time you know i'm yeah i'm yeah. always in the sauna and stuff and um and a lot of that is is because i want to be conditioned for like in in a way for for performance for performance yeah exactly yeah, because, yeah. you know because we're it, with just the moves that we're doing and all the stuff you know we're banging heads and we're yeah. doing all these this choreography and stuff you want to be you want to be okay to be able to do that and then still sing especially the way that I sing which is <laughs> yeah pretty up there so yeah. Like, it's kind of like a big core workout, and then like it's like you're doing Zumba on stage. Yeah, literally. So you yeah, gotta, you got to be ready. A really good example of like kind of what you're talking about here is like, um, look at like Kenny. Kenny Chesney is like gotcha because he's probably what fifty mm. now. But when you like when we saw him at Gillette last year, he's oh he's sick running around. Yeah, and he's, and he's <laughs> everywhere because and he's because he's shredded. He's, yeah, he's yeah. Like, Peak Fant- condition, fantastic shape, mm. and so he can handle that huge stage and cover all of it mm. and play for three hours. Insane, because he's in insane shape. You know, 
That's like um, I think you were at the show with us last year. It was in um East Providence at the uh, Indy Point Park area. Yeah, Kit, 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 Moore. Kit Moore. Kit Moore. Same yeah. thing. Shredded. Yeah, shredded. Crazy shape. Uh, yeah, uh, Dirk Bentley was the same way. Yep. And there's definitely nothing against like you know like the big no, the big no. boys who are like you know like you know they they plant their feet and they and they belt it out like there's yeah. definitely nothing wrong with that because like. You know, like, like you know, like we were saying about like Luke Combs and Chris Stapleton. Exactly. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, and it's just a different style of performance. No, it was interesting too about um, uh, now that I think about it, uh, with Kit Moore, mm. was that I get there. I was with my buddy Tim. We both have a CrossFit background. Yeah. And we get there, and uh, Matt Frazier was there, in the crowd. Oh yeah. Who is the five-time CrossFit champion in the world? Oh shit. And I guess he's really good friends with Kit Moore. <laughs> and uh, then I'm like, but now that we're talking about this, I'm like, okay, like, the, obviously, I mean, the music and everything, but fitness is also a good enough, like, piece of this guy's life where, like, he's friends with, like, some of these people, like, yeah. you know, like, in, in these other, um, in the health and fitness world. So, like, these guys are showing up to his show. Like, right, right. You know, like, and then, well, and another, like, perfect example, I mean, because obviously I, I, I look to, to Greta yeah. for a lot of this yeah. kind of stuff. And as far as I'm concerned, Josh is, like, a suit, he's, like, He's like on the ball because he's not like a. It doesn't seem like he's a big like gym guy, mm. but it. Um, you know, you'll see him in videos and stuff talking about how he he doesn't eat sugar. Yep. He doesn't yep. eat dairy. Yep. He like hardly eats. He can only eat like this specific thing, and then he has to take his supplements, and then he has to have like a turmeric shot or something like that. Sure. And that's how he prepares. Yeah. And how he gets his voice ready to be able to do the insane things that he does with his voice. I, I want to ask you about that too. Yeah. So, do you do something similar, like to, to prep for like your shows? Because obviously, you you're like doing very sim or trying to like accomplish very like high performance with your voice too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's that's a big thing. Is like, and that's that's why when 2023 started, I kind of, uh, I kind of stopped drinking so yeah. much. Yeah. And like obviously, like you know, when there's an event where I'm like, I feel like you know we can we can you know cut loose a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it was my wedding last weekend. You can ask Zach and Jeremiah. I was, I was like, yeah, I had quite a few beers. Quite, quite, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, the time of your life. That's like the best day of your life, dude. What you, yeah. what End you, of the night, I have my shirt off, just running around, like, yeah, like, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Not do that? You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, no, I get that. Like, if, if there's an event, like, you let loose a bit. Yeah, but right. uh, like, yeah, yeah. Like my my buddy Kyle had his wedding in May, and we had a show the next day, so I just made sure I was having like liquid IV and water yes. with my drinks. That stuff that works pretty well. Magic. I'm very surprised. Dude, they had like a 500 pack at their wedding. Yeah. And with the open bar. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have drinks. I had like 15 drinks, which is a ridiculous amount of alcohol. Yeah. But <laughs> but I did the same Saturday. Every, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. between every few drinks or so, I would have a water. And then in all of my drinks, I would put a little bit of liquid IV in there. Oh. And so I never got like belligerent yeah, I never yeah. I never blacked out yep, yep. I never felt crappy good and, and then when I woke up the next morning I was ready to good go good to go ready, ready to play it was nuts let's go I like couldn't <laughs> even describe it it was like it was insane but um but yeah no I I, I try you know to stay almost over hydrated mm. like the week of a show you know I uh, I don't like to drink before I go on stage yeah yeah uh, cuz we tried that like a few years ago and it's like I don't I don't enjoy it, it you know we're not as good when we're not sure. at 100% cuz you do see that obviously with like bands like people 100%. will have like people will buy the musicians beer and they'll be drinking beer on stage but yeah. but to a point too like your your voice is like uh it's not like you're just going up there and like um, I'm trying to think of a mu an example of like a. There's some musicians who like, will like their voice isn't the bit isn't the biggest piece of the band. Right. It may have like they may have like a raspy voice, or and it's, and it's still good music. But like, that. I know for you, you you want to make sure your voice is like peak condition. Exactly. You know? Like if you look at a guy like, um, like Zach Bryan. Yeah. Zach, yeah. Zach Bryan could go on stage and have and have whiskey through his set. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he's, he's got that very, like, let yeah. me go. And he's, yeah. like, in that range that he has, you know. And he'll be fine, yeah. And it's great, but he'll be fine there. Yeah. For me, like, if I, if I have a couple before I go on stage, all of a sudden I'm dry. Yeah. And I'm, like, yeah. I just, you know, and then once you, obviously, once you have alcohol in you, then mm. you get really excited. And yeah. And you're having a good old time, and you forget to 
tighten up and and stay true to the form and like true deliver what you have to deliver true sometimes you're overshooting notes and you're just screaming out and you're blowing your voice and mm. uh I, I figure you know if, if if we want this to be a job we want this to be a yes. full-time job you got to treat it like work you got to be professional that's it man yeah have you had um experiences sorry to beat this question to death but <laughs> experiences where like you're coming off like a sickness and you have a show coming up oh yeah <laughs> oh, what yeah. do you do what do you do with that <laughs> i just try my i mean i just try my best to get rid of it yeah. before before we go on mm. and you know god forbid i can't i'm like all right we're going on <laughs> i actually went on stage with strep throat one time oh my god like before my antibiotics started kicking in oh so it hurt a lot. I, bet. <laughs> I was still able to make it happen mm. and I'm I've I've learned to sort of dance around melodies so that I can I can like find something that works for me if I can't hit everything. Sure. Which I feel like is really important. You know, yeah. Yeah. Being able to find other melodies if you can't hit the the one particular one. You right. Know? Um but like I remember one time uh last year we played in Cape Cod. Okay. And I had this horrendous stomach bug mm. where I was just <laughs> just fluids out everywhere like you know like i I was i was throwing up like like a lot i was i was just horrible but i i just was queasy and gross and i had kind of a fever and but we we played on and you know i I was trying to kick that the week before it was a friday show Mm. and then we went on on friday night and i still wasn't feeling great Mm. and the stage was the hottest hottest stage i've still ever ever played on oh, God. and all of all of my guys will say the same thing it was like the hottest stage of all like, oh. we didn't even like do some of the moves because like yeah brody brody had asked us like dude why why you guys missed this move you guys missed this move and me and lance were like we were just trying to stay alive on stage <laughs> Try not to pass out <laughs> i was like that close a couple of times oh like, man I'm like, oh my god but you gotta you gotta keep it on and after we were done people are obviously like offering you beers and stuff and mm-hmm. i was like don't even bring that shit near me right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna throw up if i smell it i'll throw up <laughs> i want to go to bed right now <laughs> oh my god but yeah i mean you, you just got to find a way you know um i want to ask you uh, a separate question mm. um about a story you had told me if you if you want to tell it um if not it's fine about um the show you did in middletown Oh yeah, <laughs> about because that that kind of reminds me about like how like passing it on stage is a little different, but right, uh, <laughs> right. Um, so, is, are you okay telling that story? Yeah, is that right? That's <laughs> cool. Um, so the the show in Middletown, you guys are supposed to play for, it, but you couldn't because the entire show got canceled. Yes. Uh, what happened that night? <laughs> so, it was um it was at the FOP Lodge. Yep. And um, it was set up by my um my buddy who's in a bunch of bands. He's, he's most notably in a uh, Chris Cornell tribute band called Say Hello to Heaven. They're very mm. very successful in the region, uh, but he also has a band that he, he's he's a little bit older. He's like mm. forty five years old. Okay. Um, but he plays in a couple other bands, and he had this this original band that he had uh, kind of started and was practicing with. And he was like, "Dude, we gotta get a show together. I'll set up the whole thing. You know, we'll do like donation based. We'll, we'll but we'll pay you guys." And I'm like, "Oh, you don't have to do that." And they were like, "He's like, no, no, no. We'll set up the donation. I'll get all like the Halloween shit going. We'll get a bunch of people in. I'll hammer it on Facebook and it, you know you can hammer it on Instagram and social media, whatever you do. Um, and so that's what we did. And there was like one band that went on first, then his band, then us. And first band went on. Everything was fine. People start really loading in. I was a little bit surprised. I was like, damn. Um, there's like a lot of freaking people <laughs> showing up to this thing right now. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Okay. I didn't expect this. It's in Middletown. I'm like, all right, hell yeah. And like some of my Newport buddies were like Uber in there. Yeah. Like my, uh, the owner of the red parrot showed up. I was like, damn, like a lot of people were here. I'm like, this is great. And, uh, I forgot, uh, at the beginning of, of my buddy's set. Oh my God. I forgot to restring one of my guitars. So me and Brody go, uh, into like the other room, like outside of where the stage was. And we're like restringing my guitar really fast. We're just talking and whatever. And then eventually like, we kind of like, after a few minutes, we're like, there's no music playing. Why isn't there any music playing? And then we look up and everyone's like freaking out. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? And we go over and, and this guy was, was like on the ground out because there was a door directly behind the drum kit and he was just on the ground like it lo- what it looked like dead because he, yeah. wa- he was yeah. for a few minutes yeah um and it turns out uh he had a heart attack 
on state. Luckily, he's fine now. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, but it was scary, dude. He like he just straight up had a heart attack on stage. Mm. Um, I won't go into if it was like his personal health details. Issues yeah, or, like, yeah, if it was anything else, but like, but it kind of like. It was it was freaky because there was a lot of people showing up and it was like a lot of people's first time seeing something like that. Yeah, and maybe was, that style of show or just a show in general like that. Yeah, well, but then what I was referring to is like seeing something like really dark like that. Oh, like this guy just died. <laughs> like, and yeah, in front of a couple hundred people. Yeah, it was just about yeah, and Jeez. it was probably getting to, probably around a hundred people by the time that happened. And we're standing there and there were some people who like traveled from a couple states over who like came up to me and they were like, Hey, are you guys still going to play? And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go up there and sing about zombies and death uh, <laughs> after somebody just died after that. And yeah, and like I said, luckily they, they revived him and he was okay. Uh, he's fine now. But, um, yeah, it was just like, it was, it was spooky. I was yeah. like, geez. Yeah. You know, and it puts, it puts things in perspective for you. Again, being, being in the proper condition to be able to perform at a high level. Sure. Sure. And, and was he an older guy? He was like, you know, he was like 40 something. Right. But, but like, you know, that's one of those things that almost like scares me into like, all right, well, you got to be in shape. You got to be healthy. You got to yeah. be ready to go for anything right anything it's gonna be hot up there it's gonna be lights flashing on you mm-hmm. it's gonna be loud people are screaming at you there's gonna be all the noise from behind you like you have to be re- like you have to be you know stone yeah. cold ready to go yeah and it's one of those things where i'm like all right well that's that's why i come here you know? yeah yeah well i mean uh there's there's a quote i think maybe mark bell you know, you know mark bell He's uh he he oh, runs he's a, he's bodybuilder guy. Bodybuilder, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think he might have said it, or there might be somebody else. Um, was like, uh, stronger people are just harder to kill. <laughs> That's like, it, man. If you're a stronger person, like it's harder to take you down. That's so. it. What it's was like, it? Uh, <laughs> was it was it Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan who said it? Whereas like, uh, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. You know, true. So like, you true. might as well be as, as as tough as you can. Yeah, for anything. Ready for anything. Exactly. I like know? that a lot. Yeah. Um, we're coming up to the top of that here, but I have a couple other questions that I that I wanted to ask you. So we'll, we'll um we'll look through. Actually, let's uh let's maybe look and see if it, anybody. Do you want to check and see oh, if yeah. anybody asked anything? Yeah, yeah. So we're checking the um TikTok feed again here. Get more. We got people saying. Uh, I love watching people explain ghosts. <laughs> Everyone's just saying hi. Everyone's saying hi. Everyone's supporting. That's awesome. Cowboy boots. Ma- <laughs> oh, uh, Ben Hefner is actually in here right now. Hey, let's go. What's up, Ben? And he's explaining where the uh, the cowboy boot thing comes from for me personally. He said, the cowboy boots make sense because Ross called his style of lacrosse goaltending the cowboy style. Oh. And that's because my coaches, uh, one of my coaches, Oh, we're just hanging out. Yeah, all the all the all the fans are just hanging out there. <laughs> uh, but that was actually where kind of where the whole space cowboy thing came from. Because mm. uh, when I was in high school, when I was the goalie, yeah. Uh, and my 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 defense pole guys were like, um, I had a couple of like talented dudes, but um, overall, it was guys who were like kind of were just getting into that starting spot. And sure. I, I had already been starting for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and so where'd you play? And uh, Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. Okay. Um, but so senior year, um, Mark. Uh, who I played with for a year when I was a freshman. He was the head coach by the time I was a senior. Oh, wow. He was my really good friend. and um, So eventually they started calling my, my clears the Cowboy Clears. <laughs> and so I started calling it like the Space Cowboy, and then like my teammates kind of caught on to it. And, <laughs> and so like eventually it was like, oh, Mag is the Cowboy. I love that. <laughs> and so now once I – like on TikTok now, I'll like – I have like a bunch of ridiculous nicknames for myself. Like uh, – That's awesome. Uncle Rossi, the hip-swinging king of all things menacing. <laughs> you know, like – Or like you you wrote up my board. Like you're, you're good with that, just coming up with like lingos. That's exactly so what it he is. he wrote on my board uh, – so we're in a PT office. I'm, I'm a PT, by the way. I probably didn't explain that, but uh, Maniac Matt Sweeney. The Hypervolt Slinging, Post-Workout Stinging, Recovery Quickening – Bodybuilding Muscle Mage, brought Fantastic. to you by Stone Nobles. <laughs> Poetic. <laughs> Whatever you wrote before, I can't. I have a picture of it somewhere. It was, yeah, this was a, incredible there's too. There's a few of them. Yeah. Um, we hit a lot of the questions I was really interested in, except for one. And if you if you've gotten into this a lot with your fans in the past, we can skip this. But uh, kind of your origin story about how you got into like music in general, like playing guitar, singing. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
I guess I'll start with singing because I kind of yeah. got there first. Yeah. So I was never a singer growing up. Yeah. I was uh, I was in band. I was a trumpet player. Same. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it, dude. I was super into it. Yeah. I, I was in like jazz band in high school. Sweet. Yeah. I was. I was pretty. I was. I was. I was decent at it. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I just enjoyed playing music mm-hmm. uh, and playing with my friends and like, you know, the band director was like, was the man and he taught me a lot about like what I now know about, about music and stuff. And, um, but I remember my senior year of high school, um, during the fall, there's a, there's a big production that Lincoln is very well known for, uh, called the variety show. Uh, it's a very long standing tradition. Uh, at Lincoln High School where it's this student-led production where mm. there's dance ensembles, a music ensemble, and a comedy ensemble. The comedy ensemble puts on like SNL-type cool. yeah. skits. Um, the music ensemble covers 10 different songs, and there's horns and guitars and drums and vocalists for each song. Uh, and then the, the the different dance crews like there's like a girls chorus line, like a bunch of senior girls, boys chorus line, bunch of senior boys, but it's like kind of like a joke dance because it's dudes. Uh, <laughs> there's like the boy girl chorus line, the underclass is hip hop, stuff like that. And, yep. And so uh, I had done music ensemble on trumpet mm-hmm. my junior year, and it was a lot of fun, and I wanted to do it again for senior year. And um, uh, Lincoln wasn't very well known for its male vocalists. Sure. So. Uh, <laughs> I was in math class one day with my buddy Andrew Wynn. His last name is Wynn, so I call him Wynn. And so me and Wynn are sitting in math class, and there was this kid who was in that class with us who was your kind of like typical theater kid dude. Mm. And he was very um, he was very uh, outward about the fact that like he's the guy. I'm the guy who sings in V Show, and I'm the you know I'm the I'm the most talented guy. Da 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 da. da. And he kind of like gave me and Win some 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 crap about like just being the horns guys like oh wow yeah guaranteed spot in horns again this year huh <laughs> and i lo- i just looked at him and i was like so what happens if me and win audition for vocals and we beat you out of the spot <laughs> what happens i didn't know he could sing i didn't know i could sing yeah I, just we, a competitive thing you'd be we, like all right what, what's up we, <laughs> yeah. right yeah, yeah we were like all right what's up dude what's yeah. going on and then we go into the auditions and um and then I remember a couple of weeks later they were doing they they put the cast list out in the in the music room and and I look over and everybody's like freaking out I'm like oh my god oh my god <laughs> and I look down at this thing and it says Ross Magliaco and Andrew Wynn. No way. And I was like let's go. <laughs> and uh it turns out Wynn just so he happened He must have been so heated. Oh, he was pissed. <laughs> oh, he was pissed. It was aw- my so my my singing career started out of spite. Yeah, <laughs> it was basically. <laughs> I love it. Um, but then, like, uh, we go on. You know, I, I go on to find out even before we start practicing for this show that during Wynn's audition, he moved the directors to tears with his voice. I was like, so Wynn has a crazy voice too. And no and then way. when I finally heard him sing, I was like, damn, he does. Uh, and then wow. when I, and then I you know I had my style. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't nearly as refined as it now is. Sure, you know because I just started. Sure. I know how to do it yet. Um, but like I had, it was the start. It was a start. Right. Right. Uh, and I remember even then before I had any idea of professionalism in music, I, they assigned me a song. It was the denial twist by, uh, the white stripes. Cool. And, uh, it's kind of like a deep cut, like a uh, white stripe song, but it's cool. And they were like, fits your voice. It's like Rocky kind of poppy, mm. very flowy. It's kind of your style. And I remember the first practice, the first practice in like December, because uh, I listen, I, like, I, I was like, I want to be ready for the first practice. Like, I'm gonna know my fucking song, and so we, I like listened to it like 300 times, you know, leading up in the weeks before, and then I show up to practice, and we knock the song out of the park first time. First time you tried it. Yeah. Wow. And and the the um because there's there's like student directors, but there's also like the three like teacher mm. directors and one of them is the chorus teacher mm-hmm. and he was like all right well your form was a little off but otherwise like that was perfect like you guys are good for today <laughs> i go that was quick and right and i remember <laughs> it took us four minutes <laughs> after i finished the song and then he said that i turned around and the entire like cast of like the girl all like a bunch of like the dancers yeah were like watching me from like the little stoop in the music room like looking down they were all like the fuck where did that come from (laughs) 
<laughs> and that was my first taste of being a front man. I was like, wow. Yeah. And then we played three big sold out shows to like 800 people a night. <laughs> and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. No way. Yeah. And then I kind of dropped it after high school mm. uh, until my sophomore year okay. of college. I failed out of URI. Mm. And then I, I kind of was in a rut. I was like delivering pizzas. I was at community college. Mm. Um, and, and like, I was just really sad. I was just at my fucking parents' house. I just, you know, like my life was up here. It was so much fun. Everything was great. And then I'm like, Oh no, it's I'm crashing at home. Down. Yeah. It sucked. And so, and then I remember my, my phone died one day, uh, when I was on my way to home from class. Mm hmm. Uh, so I put on rock radio, 94HJY, and I'm, like, driving home, and this song comes on, and it's, like, this this riff. I'm, like, and then I hear this, and I was, like, what the fuck is that? What is that? And I couldn't look it up. My phone was dead. I'm, like, oh, my God. And I was, like, this isn't a Zeppelin song. I would recognize a Zeppelin song. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, by about halfway through when they get to that bridge and he's all, damn, I'm I was like, is this that Greta band? Holy shit. And then I went home and I charged my phone and I downloaded the album. And then I start. I, I was delivering pizzas that night and mm. I was listening to it all the way through. And on, on one of my last deliveries of the night, the last song, Black Smoke Rising, came on. Huh. And I was like, these guys are your age. And they are topping the rock charts, sounding wow. like that. <laughs> you should be doing that. Yeah. That's what you should be. You should be playing rock and roll music. Yeah. And I bought a guitar the next day. No way. Bought a guitar the next Did day. you know how to play it before that? Nope. No way. Nope. He's like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. And then everyone. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, everyone told me that you're, oh, you're not going to be good at guitar for at least a year. So I was like, screw you. I'm going to get good in a month. <laughs> so I would go, I would get home from work every night at like midnight and I would stay up to like 3 a.m. like hopelessly like learning how to play the guitar. That's awesome. And eventually I got like about 10 months in. I started Stone Nobles. That's awesome. <laughs> I've been playing guitar for like 10 months, and I'm like, I want to start a band now. Let's do it. And I kind of have just been figuring out it as I go and like playing with people who are way better than me. And, and yep, yep. you know, being, being the little fish in the big pond is important. Totally. Yeah, know? yeah. But ever, it kind of it started from there. And That's so cool. And it never stopped, dude. You know? That's so cool. Yeah. I ended up getting back into URI, too, so I finished at URI. But, nice, nice. But So I, I kind of got the best of both worlds. Yeah, know? yeah. Go, right. go back on your feet, go back to URI, got the degree, and then kept kept ripping the music up. Right. And, and it, <laughs> I just became more and more addicted to it until now. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I want to freaking do, man. Yeah. You know? Did your, did your URI experience have anything to do with music, or is it completely separate? Uh, to an extent. Yeah. Uh, it Stone Nobles really started on accident because it was um, – for obviously, I was in I was in Greek life. I was in a frat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they do that whole for Greek the Greek Week stuff. They do like a big pageant where they do Mister Greek Week, Mrs. Greek Week. Sure. And so I was Mister Kappa Sigma my freshman year, mm -hmm. and I came in second place for singing, just singing. And I was like, all right. So then I came back for junior year, and I'm like, now I can play guitar. So I'm like, all right. Well, I know this kid uh, Brody. Yeah. He's in a band called Blind Rooster with this kid Lance. <laughs> so I'm going to hit him up and say, hey, do you guys want to play? Were they you or I guys too? Yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. Like, do you want to play Highway Tune by Greta Van Fleet in front of all of Greek life with me? And they were like, hell yeah. So, <laughs> but in That's cool. Instead of hitting up Blind Rooster, Brody hit up uh, my old bass player, Dave. And then we had like another uh, drummer. Actually, that guy Mark I was talking about, my, mm. my old coach. He's also an incredible metal drummer. <laughs> oh, so shit. so we got Mark, and then he only made it for the first practice. And then we were like, we had, you know, we we were just kind of practicing with like this revolving door of of musicians. And then eventually, a guy in the frat asked me, he's like, "Oh, who's going to be Mr. Kappa Sigma?" And I was like, "Oh, me," because no one ever wants to do it. Yeah. And I was the Greek week chair, so I had the the say. <laughs> and no one ever wants to do it, so I was like, "I'm going to do it." And so he goes, "Well, I don't think that's fair. Like, we should leave it up to a vote." <laughs> Like, in a typical frat boy yeah voice. i was like all right he was a cool guy no <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it, was my, it was a guy marcel he was a really cool guy nice. but he was like trying to be like really fair about it and sure like, yeah all right like, fair i all was right. like that's fine that's fair so i i you know in the uh in the big chat i was like all right well who would you guys want to see as mr kappa sigma and then they cast a couple of votes out and so we did a big ballot and this guy um jim bailey mm -hmm. who's 
played a violin uh, beat me by a landslide. <laughs> so I had to go. I had to go to uh, this group of guys one day out of the blue, Ugh. and I had to f- find the heart to tell them, "Hey guys, so we're not doing Mr. Grigley anymore." And then Brody just goes, "Want to keep playing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Shit, yeah!" And that's when we started writing. Magnetic Woman. Let's go. And I already had Child of the Night written. We didn't work on that for a little while, but like, I was like, yeah, let's just keep playing, man. That's and it just kept going from there. That's it, man. And then eventually we've just kept finding a way to make it happen. That's awesome. You know, but like, you know, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of uh, obstacles and steps, but like you just gotta you just gotta find a way to to do it, dude. That's so cool. That's it, man. Um, I won't keep you much longer because I know you have to go to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished with three questions, okay. um, and two of them are kind of the same. But So what's in store for the future? So I know you have the uh, show coming up on Friday. And you yep. said Friday and Saturday? Uh, Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday. Um, where, where are those at? So Thursday we're going to be at Alchemy in Providence. Okay. Uh, and then Friday is going to be Death of an Outlaw at Fet Music Hall in Providence. Cool. That's going to be the the one you're probably going to want to go to. That's like the that's the one with the you know the ticketed event. It's like you know bigger venue. It's, it's you know a lot of hype around it already. So that's that's going to be it's going to be a good time. Both of them are going to be a good time. But that one's going to be sweet deal. You know. Um, anything you want to plug as far as uh what. Instagram, socials, TikTok. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously everyone, everyone here knows exactly <laughs> what's up. But for everybody listening on the pod, um, yeah, I mean, you can you can find me on TikTok at uh, Ross Magliaco, exactly the way that uh, it's spelled on the episode when it when it releases. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to follow uh, the band on Instagram, uh, it's going to be Stone Nobles, S S T O N E N O B L E S. Uh, you'll you'll find my Instagram and Lance and and uh, Kaiser and Brody's Instagrams on there. Um, we're gonna be releasing a song in the fall, so make sure if you're on Spotify or or Apple Music or wherever you listen, we try to be as available as possible. Just follow us there, stream the stuff that's already out, you know, and get excited because this this next song's coming out in the in the fall. Hell yeah! And then we're just trying to take over the world. <laughs> that's all. Just one song at a time. That's right, dude. <laughs> um, and then last question. And if if you don't have one off the top of your head, that's fine. But uh, if you have a favorite quote, favorite quote, mantra, or saying, the way I describe this is on Route ninety five, mm-hmm. the billboard that Rob Levine always uses. Yeah. You get that. You get that. Rob Levine. You take you wow. take the heavy hitters. Rob wow. <laughs> his billboard for the day. So usually I describe this as something like. Um, something you can say to like your local community people that are driving by it like just in general to like rhode islanders but you could, you could put whatever you want on it for a day okay <laughs> i would say one popped it right into my head uh it's easy to be great mm. when mediocrity is the standard mm. and basically what that is is like you know today to an extent like we're not even expected in society to like work hard yeah you know, so if you have something that you want to do, something that you believe in, yeah. something that you want to chase, all you got to do is is just do it. Just, just do it. Fucking do it. And it's and it it might suck at first, but if you do something, this is another thing that this is something that Lance says that it could also be on that billboard. If you do something long enough, and if you're devoted enough to it, it gets really hard to suck at it after a while. <laughs> I like that too. You know, so. If if you have something that you're trying to chase, you might as well do it because no one expected you to do it anyways. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like if, that. If everybody else isn't gonna do it, why don't you do it? I like that a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, uh, we'll end on that. Yeah. Sweet. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, indeed. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Um, I guess to the TikTok followers, uh, this will be coming out. Uh, hopefully soon, but usually takes me like two, three weeks to release it on the Roadie Strength podcast, which is on Spotify, Spotify and Apple. Yep, it's the title of this live too, so make sure you screenshot that, and, and so you can look it up on Spotify later on. And Apple, you said. And Apple, yep. Yeah, cool, cool, awesome, man. All right, well, nice, thank you. Nice work. We'll wrap it up. Let me get out of the, uh, <laughs> the live. Thank you, everybody. Good night, sleep tight. Get out of my sight. <laughs> Roadie Strength <laughs> signing off. <laughs>